turn down those lights, but keep the volume on high. We wouldn't want you to miss out on those whispers. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Northwestern Whispers. Episode 21. And like always, we want to thank you for joining us this evening. We are your hosts, Nate. And Amy. Amy, how are you doing? Oh yes, the whispers. How are you doing this week? I'm good. It seems like you're... uh, that haunted cough has uh, finally been exercised. <laughs> now that's a joke for me. Yep, that's a you joke. That's a me joke. 100%. I took offense of last last pot episode. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm going to get you a good good joke. Oh, the I got another good one train? coming up soon. Yes. <laughs> Ghost train. <laughs> so nothing in two? Uh, well, it's finally starting to get nice ish it's it's been above zero what three days in a row now yes at night it drops back down below zero like significantly below zero i'm pretty sure it's even above zero today mm-hmm. i it's haven't been seven outside. seven degrees out yeah so it's also really nice because the sun comes up really early and goes down really late so at like 9 p.m yeah, yeah 10 o'clock still still you can still see light in the sky it's not necessarily the sun fully up but no still there's still is, light on the horizon yeah yeah so that's good yep yeah good. so it's it really makes you feel like spring will be here in the next month or so and we'll be good to go because for two months we're stuck here <laughs> for two months yeah for two months because it yeah right now with all this uh silly silly putty stuff going on in the world it's uh anybody in the north of the province we're in isn't allowed to leave the north and not allowed to go south and south can't come to the north so we're kind of stuck i think everyone is really stuck and i'm glad that you brought this up because i'm going to touch on this kind of quickly so for time to time i generally for the giggles i type in google into google ghostly related news see if there's anything upcoming okay so you're not googling google Okay, I thought you meant you Google Google, and I no, was like, okay. I've never done that. That's just going to give you the options for Google. No, I've never done that. Google Google. I have done that. Have you? Yeah, if you want to find Google Maps or like one of their more like Google Stocks or anything like that, if you type in Google, it gives you like a list of all of their sub programs. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I just know. normally just do whatever if I'm looking for Google Maps. Just type I just in Maps. Type, well, no, I just type in the city or town and then Maps. Google Google. So... I into Google, I typed in ghost related news. Now, Google being Google took the word ghost and ran with it. Okay. So what it spat out wasn't necessarily a paranormal thing, but spat out news articles about ghost towns. Oh, yeah. So um, one that popped up was from ctv news was that canada's busiest airport becomes ghost town as covid <laughs> um canada borders are ghost towns i'm like well touche google you beat me on that one not necessarily paranormal but <laughs> got me on my own wordplay well done google <laughs> i thought i'd throw that interesting yeah that is crazy yeah do but it makes sense though I do have to say something, sorry, before you move on. Go ahead. Um, so I have to kind of clarify here. Like episodes ago, we talked about Patreon and how I accidentally joined Patreon. Right. It wasn't an accidental joining. I purposely joined Patreon, but then I never really advertised it. Yes. Um, because I wasn't, 
I'm not prepared really to deal with oh the financing behind it i don't understand how patreon works and sure. i don't know maybe it's because i'm are getting you talking old. about all our new patreons we have one patron i saw another one we have two patrons i saw another one saying that it might be a patron to us i haven't looked into the email but i saw okay. it, it popped up well i haven't i noticed one patron mm-hmm. and they were a one dollar subscriber mm-hmm. and they as a result of it because i only have one tier of subscription well maybe for our second season we can now add to it it's it's something that yeah i agree we didn't look into when we started this podcast that we didn't think of doing we didn't want it it was just it's this not, was for, it's not that i didn't want it it's that i didn't take the time to learn how to use patreon i am lazy okay so and this isn't my first goal of this podcast right to make money off this podcast no um and that's what i was getting at that wasn't our idea this is we wanted to talk about ghosts and with ghost enthusiasts right this is our passion project exactly so anyway my level one Mm -hmm. patreon account is the only level that you can really deal with okay so uh it's a shout out okay so I'm going to say, uh, hey, and thanks so much for being a patron. Um, and the name that they use on Patreon is Candy Rico. Okay, yes. And they also follow us on um, uh, Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they are under a different name on Instagram. I'm not 100% sure if they want me to shout out that as well. So I'm We're not gonna going to shout out. Thank you. But I am going to say thank you so much uh, for forcing me to look at Patreon, (laughs) even though I haven't done that since I started an account on Patreon. So what was Um, the name again? Candy Rico. Candy Rico. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you for the listens. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, It's really uh, important that we have listeners that follow us. It's also a bit flattering too. Super flattering. Yeah. uh, That we are important enough to garner some some support like that so thank Thank you very much and i just wanted to show you before we got too far into the episode and forgot it that's a good idea thank you (laughs) no it's okay that's great so thank you thank you for all our patreons that actually do donate as little money as you have or need or want to give yeah thank you yeah so i definitely really appreciate that and it is awesome now we can move on okay Um, I have another question for you, Amy. We were very big shoppers out of Ikea. I was trying to think of a... I love Ikea. Yeah, we all we love Ikea. Now, did you hear about the news? I tried to avoid the news right now. It's really depressing. Okay. Ikea has released the recipe for their Swedish meatballs. Is there horse? Because last time no, I heard there was No, I, I knew you were going to do that joke, <laughs> and I didn't want to do that joke purposely because I didn't want to offend Ikea. There is the recipe online. They had released it. It is online. They're, they show the same sort of instructions like you get any sort of furniture. like Picture instructions? Yeah, absolutely. That is fantastic. There is pictures. In, there's also word instructions. Does so it have all spices I can think, and stuff in it? Yes. Do you know what would be really cool? If they sold the packet with an instruction thing full of the spices. So you just have like so, ingredients as so, part of your... So like you open the packet and then it comes with all your spices and you pour it in and then you use a stir spoon that you buy separately at Ikea. That would be so cool. My luck, I'd be running on... I'd be on step five of the instructions. 
and forget step two of putting minced onions like I do any order or any sort of instructions for any bookshelves. Yeah. I'd always miss that one piece in, or one or tool flip it upside down or, or something. flip it upside yeah. down. I would just put down in a put down my Allen key and lose it somewhere underneath of something that I'm working with. I'm just kind of surprised that they didn't actually kind of do a joke saying add these five screws or from the Allen key mm-hmm. <laughs> added that sort of uh, loophole into it. <laughs> but yeah, they added the IKEA Swedish meatballs. It is readily available. Very good. I was also. Well, uh, if you like those meatballs, go get them. Maybe the uh, a tomorrow dinner. Uh, we'll see. Actually, we can't because I know which. I know we don't have Dijon mustard. Yeah, we do. Oh, do we? Yeah, and Swedish meat and then Swedish meatballs. It is. Is that what you did this week? Okay. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. So, this week I tried to go a little above and beyond for this podcast. Okay. Okay. For my topic, uh, my topic. That I'm going to talk about. I covered it that I want to do it last my last episode or our last episode. McBurney Park. Okay. Nicknamed Skeleton Park. Right. So upon doing Google research, noticed that a very famous Canadian band had done a song about it. Okay. Can you guess which Canadian band? I can, but I'll let you tell me. Okay. Skeleton Park or McBurney Park is in Kingston, Ontario. Okay. So which famous Kingston band? And I'm I'm just going to wait for listeners. Maybe they know. So this is going to be awkward silence for you guys. But I want you guys to think about it. Shout it out. Right now. Okay. Who Who is it? Amy. You tell me. No, you tell me. Uh, the Tragically Hip. The Tragically Hip. Yes. The Tragically Hip from Kingston, Ontario had written a song not so famous as like Bob Cajun and Weekings, but they wrote a song about it. So I wanted I wanted to put the song onto the podcast. So I did my due diligence and called up the record producers and tried to get rights to maybe play a five, ten second snippet of the song. Just so you know, it's very expensive and also so, yes. a- illegal to just take it and put it in the podcast. Well, I didn't in want case it, you didn't know the copyright I, laws. But I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to illegally do that. I wanted to do it legitimately right. So I tried to make an attempt. Unfortunately, we are a zero budget podcast. $1 a month now. now $12 we don't, a year. We don't have the resources to pay such thing. So I did ask, Is it obviously it's okay for me to mention it and sh- the person that I talked to was very open and said, yeah, absolutely. You can mention it. We just, unfortunately, you cannot play it on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So listeners, if you want to want to actually hear the song, it is on YouTube. There is one, it's like, it's not officially like a music video, but there's the song. Mm-hmm. And a Except young, now you've talked about it. Somebody's going to. And a young woman doing floor aerobics, which I found very odd. Well, but I didn't mind it the other thing because she if, was pretty good attractive. So I was like, <laughs> you can play that song while I watch. That's fine. The other thing is if you listen to this on Spotify or Google Music or Apple It isn't Music. on Spotify. I oh, looked, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I that. I could not find it. If I am mistaken, if, if there is, it's <laughs> on Spotify, please. But I tried looking for it. The only way I found it was on YouTube and it was this kind of like bootleg yeah yeah they've that, used the song and probably shouldn't have yeah demonetized probably demonetized after this so listen to it before it gets taken down it's not a very well-known song to begin with 
And it's called Skeleton Park? It's it's called Skeleton Park. There are others, other bands that have music called Skeleton Park, but nothing tragically hip. Interesting. Lots of other songs. It's a it's a neat little song, very much the sound of tragically hip. Huh. Okay. I don't I honestly don't know that I've ever heard it. It's an it's a neat little listen for your first time. Hmm. And to be honest, one's good enough. <laughs> All right. I do like the hip. I love I love listening to, you know, Canadian music. One's good enough. I like Wheat Kings. Wheat Kings is amazing. I love Wheat Kings. Love Bob Cajun. Yeah, I lived in Peterborough for a while, which is Bob yep. Cajun. Near Bob Cajun. Very close to Bob Cajun. Yeah. I have driven through Bob Cajun once or twice. I have driven through Brandon once or twice, whose hockey team is called the Wheat Kings. Yep. I do like the hip. We're Canadian, very, though. Very so. prairie, very prairie thing. Wheat Kings. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was one cool little fact and tidbit for you. Very cool. For you, listener. I got a, f- a couple more later. Okay. So another question for you, Amy. Uh-oh. Remember a little conversation we had with your younger brother with a playground? What playground games you had? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was the game called? Grounders. Grounders. Okay. Now, have you ever thought about when you were younger, maybe finding a different game to play? And we played lots of games when I was young. Of course. Well, did anyone revolve around trying to find human bones? No. No. I mean, I know that's something you'd be interested in because you like studying it. I mean, I'm I've dug things up once or twice in my life. <laughs> Any of them human remains? Specifically bones or I, tombstones? I found bones but never human remains. Uh mostly chicken bones from trash middens and stuff. So, I said to you that you were born in the wrong city. I think you should have been born in Kingston, Ontario. Because that would have been something you I'd have more French in me. <laughs> something you could have actually got your hands dirty with ah another joke okay that was bad yeah all right the first one hit better you do actually get your hands dirty when you're digging in dirt yeah so okay i was taking it literally <laughs> moving on <laughs> moving on so mcburney park is actually a playground or a park not too big um i don't know square footage off the top of my head but it's it's a small little quaint park okay does it have um, like climbers and stuff? It does. Okay. Uh, a basketball cart, a little children's splash pad. Nice. There was mention of a skate park, a little skate park on, on the side too. Okay. And sometimes an ice rink there. Okay. And in the middle of it is, it all like, it's a rectangular shaped park. Okay. Like a city block or two city yeah. blocks? Yeah. Well, about one city block. Okay. Roughly about that size. And all the angles kind of meet up in the middle to a circular signage that described what uh what mcburney park has been about okay so before it was a pleasant and nice looking city park um well it has more of an interesting past behind it okay and the nickname of it skeleton park skeleton Park, kind of gives it away gives it away all right so let's get into history before mcburney park was mcburney park back in the early 1800s 1816 records show okay that it was actually it was an area began as a garrison burial grounds garrison being related to military yes so it was the final resting um resting spot for both british and french soldiers Hmm, like the countries of britain and france well yeah they were fighting it was during that war i forget the war the war of 1812 yeah that one (laughs) okay the one that i just did earlier with uh the old angel in yep 
and another one that I want to do later. Okay. Probably for season two. Okay. Season two, whispers. Eventually. Yes. <laughs> Got to finish season one first. Getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yes. So officially became, so af, like in 1819, years later, it became more of a common burial grounds. So, any, so like anybody could be buried. Anyone. Oh, so not too much longer after it was basically being used by the army. Right. Okay. So the cemetery quickly became overcrowded due to several big health epidemics. Huh. Can you, do you think you can name them? It even, it, it lasted on. up until the 1840s. Well, the war is going to have yes, kind of an effect. Absolutely. Spanish influenza was until 1915 to 1918. So... Probably not Spanish influenza. So they may have had tuberculosis. Uh, not not record not shown. Okay. Not so much. Um, it may have been one of the causes, but there was two major epidemics that swept through this area. Not flus? Cholera okay, and, and it, typhus. Ah, typhus. That's a fun one. Yep. Cholera was pretty consistent across everywhere. Humans lived in large groups for all the time, forever, until... Until people figured out germs were a thing. Also, you have to remember. Cholera you also have to remember, or uh, well, would you say cholera and typhus? Typhus. I keep wanting to say dysentery because to me, cholera and dysentery always like go together. What you may not know is that three churches own property on that piece of land on the cemetery, and it wasn't this small little block you may be thinking that I told you about. The park mm-hmm. is now on. Mm-hmm. It was four acres big. Four acres. It's a lot of land. It is a lot of land. For three churches. For three churches. Even so, what are they going to do with the all three that churches? Land? Anglican, okay. Roman, Roman Catholic, and Presbyterian. Huh. So three churches had to deal with this epidemic and burying people. Bodies began to pick up, pile up, and sadly, that's how they were buried too. They were just piled up on each other. Yeah. Sometimes even buried just feet away from the surface. It was. It's, they won't it, stay buried It's very highly long. talked about is the fact that Kingston had very shallow grounds. Like water table? Or? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's why you hear about now the re- remnants rising up. Well, you know, there's a lot of places with a shallow water table. Think most of the southern, on, uh, southern America. Mm-hmm. Think like New Orleans. Right. Down there, and they this fix is a- the problem by not burying people underground. They fix the problem by burying people above ground in mausoleums and similar. And this is also on Lake Ontario too, like really on. Yeah, right on the lake. Almost on the yeah, lake. Yeah, because Kingston's full of liquid. Right. Rivers, lakes. Yeah. Yeah. And Lake Ontario for sure. It's right on Lake Ontario. And well, they have a huge, Kingston has a huge canal that runs through Kingston and o- mm-hmm. Ottawa right there because mm-hmm. they skate on the canals all the time right like ice skating it is does super yeah popular on the canals mm-hmm. so as you can imagine the bodies are piling up as you may have know the bottle okay as i told you the bodies were piling up and common body or crypt or grave robbing mm-hmm. became a huge huge thing that happened and it happened because they were stealing the bodies for cadavers yeah. For the re, um, the local university. I think it's Queen's University. Sure. In Kingston? I think it's Queen's. Okay. Comment if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the one. So students inst- or whoever, the grave robbers, to avoid getting caught, they would actually pile the coffins with rocks. <laughs> why, why do you think they would do that? Just to even out the weight? No. 
Oh, no. So they didn't float? No. Oh, okay. Why? Because what happens to an empty coffin? There's airspace, right? Okay. So the ground on top of the coffin would push down. Yeah, but that happens with a coffin anyway. It does too. Yeah, absolutely. So they would try to avoid that being caught. So they'd add rock so it doesn't have any sinkage in the ground. I've I've actually witnessed firsthand seeing a ground like divot in. Walk into any cemetery with yeah, a but per, relatively like when you fresh... see that. But when you see that firsthand, you actually it's like completely flat and leveled, and then all of a sudden it starts going. Well, that could that might not it's be that so creepy. I know, but it might not be that the that the box that they were buried in collapsed or that that the ground. I mean, you've just taken maybe six, I just assumed it. six by three mm-hmm. foot space of ground out, and then you tamp it back in but then that ground is going to settle because it's disturbed and there's air in between the dirt itself you're going to get some every time you're going to get some droop but you can really tell if you've just buried somebody in a box six feet under when that box collapses and it will because the box will eventually deteriorate right it does and it will because at the time too it was just plain wood and full of water right because that whole area was just just soaked i guess that's what the students thought to prevent the was just filling it with rocks. So it was record. It was reported that up to nine thousand to ten thousand burials were on that piece a lot. That's a lot of bodies. Oh yeah. On four and like acres. I said, and like I said, they were just piled up. Well, that's consistent with every. And look at the black plague. In eighteen sixty four, further burials were closed down. Due to overcapacity. No kidding, right? Yeah. Overcapacity. 10,004 acres. Holy. During the time of from closure to 30 years later. So in the 1890s? 1890s. Yep. The cemetery was so horribly in shape. Out of shape? Out of shape, sorry. It's It's got the APAC abs in shape. Yeah, sorry. exactly. It's so out of shape that... You couldn't walk a straight line without falling into a divot? Uh, divots, <laughs> um, vandalism of grave tombstones. Oh, that's awful. Long grass. Uh, even livestock was known to enter onto and eat grass and just... And probably better grass than surrounding areas because dead bodies will make grass greener. It was so poorly out of shape. Also, bodies would actually do rise from the, gr- from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and the rot from the bodies were so uh, Amityville horror style. Not just Amityville. I was thinking poltergeist. Yeah, poltergeist. We'll get to that later. Remember, four acres of cemetery lot, and just such a small park. Where do you think the rest of the cemetery is going to be? Hopefully, built, around the park. And they built residential around the park. So there's houses on top of bodies. Potentially, yes. Holy. We'll, what we'll happened to, to the bodies though? Because they don't usually build on top okay. of so we'll get to that too without removing the bodies. So, the city of Kingston actually hired up a, uh, a local contractor. Um, a local, okay, sorry. Con- a local contractor. Sorry, I, I build houses. Where would you like me sorry. to put them? So the tombstones violated. Residents demanded the city do something, and the church turned it o- the property over to the city. Are you kidding me? The three churches turned the property to the city was that just like for money reasons like they couldn't afford I think to keep it, it up or? Prob- most likely to really yeah. hmm you and think that someone's the, gonna take care of you because you put all your money in their coffers okay. so get this no. the only there's i've only seen one source to see this 
only one church, the Roman Catholic Church, stipulated that all buried bodies in their section of the cemetery would be reburied to another cemetery. Only the Roman Catholic Church? Only the Roman Catholic Church. You didn't name Roman Catholic churches. I did. You said oh, Anglican, no. Protestant. And the Roman Catholic. Did uh, you? Not Protestant, uh, Presbyterian. Presbyterian? Yes. Oh, sorry. Presbyterian. Yes. Ang- I said in order Anglican, Roman Catholic, and Presbyterian. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. I no, no, thought no, no, no. I heard something else. I did not. Yeah. When you when you re-edit. Roman Catholic. When I you, did not hear Roman Catholic. When you re-edit this, and if I do say it wrong, then I apologize in advance, Amy. Okay. The other two churches stipulated that the reburial would be undertaken if the families had requested it. And at the time, <laughs> do you think the families could afford? No. No. Of course not. So the bodies remained. That's insane. Isn't it? I wonder if they didn't have, like, I don't know much about Anglican or Protestant religions Mm -hmm. or Roman Catholic, to be quite frank. I don't know much about them, but I wonder if there is uh, less of a connection to the body, like to the physical body than a a Roman Catholic church would have. Oh, yeah, right. Because maybe the Anglicans and the Protestants? Presbyterians. Presbyterians. Sorry, Presbyterians. There's a, there's a bit of a difference, though. For some reason. Big. Yeah, Protestants were like insanely chaste. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's some more of a connection to the physical to the body cavity yeah. that would have held the soul in Roman Catholicism than there was in Anglican and Presbyterian. Maybe there's a reason they didn't think that moving the bodies was important. I like think just a money. Religious reason. Money moves everything. Yep. I would think that the Roman Catholics would be way more likely to be interested in financials than anybody else there. In 1893, the city actually hired a local contractor, George Adsit, mm-hmm. to exhume the bodies. Poor guy. Bury the the existing tombstones. In what year? 1893. So 30 uh, years later still. Uh, yeah, that's a good amount of time for bodies so, to have mostly been decayed bury the tombstones and plow and level the land around it do you know it'd be way cheaper than moving a whole bunch of bodies keeping them there and just moving the tombstones yeah hence a few movie references i can think of right now yes george did find more than more bodies than he expected okay and he didn't understand what he got himself into. Like 10,000 no bodies? <laughs> a quote that I found, he said, the job was so disgusting, putrid, and horrifying that a lot of the workers quit. Really? After 30 years? That the bodies were... Putrid? Yeah. Really? Well, I think... I don't know if he was... I think he was more putrid of the idea of doing this. I don't know. That was the quote I found. Okay. It was reported that over 500 bodies were removed by George. 500? Yep. 500 whole bodies? 500 bodies 10, that 000. he found when he was doing re- renovating the land. Yep. Out of 10,000? Um, probably a little less because remember the Roman Catholic Church took all their bo- uh, all theirs. Okay. And I don't know huh. what the other churches did. Okay. In 1893, yep. the park opened... And was as open, a park. As a park. Okay. And it was opened and named Frontenac Park. Frontenac. Frontenac. The park became the de- defining feature and the center of the city. Makes sense because it is it's a few blocks from northeast center of now downtown Kingston. Okay. But it could have been by 18, 
Things, yeah, things expand. It could, it, things move, things wherever. change, yep. And with what the history of the cemetery, yeah. locals had dubbed it and nicknamed it Skeleton Park. Well, that's good. It was renamed McBurney, uh, McBurney Park in the 1960s. McBurney. Yeah, McBurney. After a politician, I presume? I don't know. It didn't say. Okay. I actually look, tried looking it up and I didn't get a definite answer. They just said McBurney Park. Hmm. was named after the former Central okay. Public School principal, James A. McBurney. You can put that in. Okay. Thank you for looking that up. I could not... Honestly, I could not see it. I didn't see it once. Uh, this is right from Kingston News, so I don't know how valid it is, uh, but that's what it looks like. Not a politician, but a principal, which is actually weird. Oh, it's really pretty when it was a cemetery, though. Yes, wasn't it? You you saw you're looking at the I'm pictures. Looking at a picture. Yeah. yeah, it's it is very pretty. It just looks like an old cemetery, mm-hmm. but it it does look like very hilly, Oof. roll rolling yeah. hills. Yep. Yeah, I could see how that's an issue. Okay, sorry. Continue. No, I'm sorry. Right. I was taking a deviating looking at pictures. So like now pictures. we know. Now we know why it was called. It's renamed McBurney Park. McBurney Park. Yeah. After a principal. Now, with any construction that happens, yep. whatever the upgrades, whatever the renovations, mm-hmm. if they unearth any human remains, mm-hmm. a full archaeolog- archaeological dig must occur and happen. Yes. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Has the to be assessed. park is still considered a cemetery by provincial law. How crazy is that? That makes sense, though. It does, but that's still crazy. I don't know how you can put a park on top of land designated as a cemetery, though. Like, how could you open land to the public designated cemetery? Well, they need a quarant- They needed to quarantine it before they had to renovate. Well, it. They, they must have thirty years. They must have had a quarantine law, quarantine bylaw. <laughs> I don't know. That's I interesting. Have no idea. I don't know what the law is surrounding that. That would actually be more your area. Of the of bylaws expertise. and serving? Yeah, surveying and, yeah, I, and bylaws. I need to dust off a few books for that one. Yeah, I do and so know. Would, so would um, our friend in Brandon that is a lawyer. She might know. Um, She might. I don't know if, I don't know. I have no idea. I hope you're listening and find out later. <laughs> if you are, what's the law on that? We don't know. <laughs> so that that's the brief history, brief um, background and history of the park. Hmm. Let's hear about the ghostly encounters please because there's a few and they're really interesting let's get her done okay so, so like there's no there's no buildings it's just a park no the buildings around it that were actually part of the cemetery yeah. or that also have stories oh, and my favorite story my favorite stories i've picked and other stories kind of um similarly agree to it okay that this is what yeah, they have experience too. I want to go play in this park. I know you did. I told you you did. <laughs> I told you in the sandbox. Exactly. <laughs> Residents of Kingston know that the neighborhood that surrounds Skeleton Park has reported the strange occurrences that do happen often. Okay. Two students, very unaware of the area's morbid history, rented a place a stone's throw away from the park. Like a living an apartment, yeah. Okay. A dwelling? A dwelling house? The apartment was on Ordnance Street. Ordinance. Ordinance. They quickly uh, realized that there was something unusual about the place and even the park nearby. 
but shrugged it off like any ordinary student. One day, the student began to experience bizarre things happening in the apartment. (laughs) And I quote, both students began to feel cold chills whenever they were alone and other times feeling emotionally being trapped or boxed in in rooms. Yeah. One of the students had also... Oh my goodness. Trapped or boxed in in the room. So what do you do? You go outside and hang out in the park that's wide and open, full of dead bodies. (laughs) One of the students recalls the story of many events that felt a strange presence, feeling and seeing a like fog-like figure pass by. Other several occurrence that the students and their friends would hear and sound of a man in a deep voice and a woman whispering to each other in a nearby room. In their apartment. In their apartment. Wow. One student recalls the last straw and it made me immediately think of you and your story that you told me many years ago. Now see if you can remember the story that you told me. The one student... She was sitting on the couch in the living room doing her homework assignment and watching TV Okay. to drown out the whispers she may hear. This was in the afternoon evening time, she recalled. As she recalls hearing the door open and close and the footsteps go up the stairs, she thought it would probably be one of her roommates coming home. It wasn't until an hour later when the real roommate entered the door, they searched the house, finding nothing. Except I didn't wait that long. Do you want to tell the quick story? I used to live in Peterborough when I was going to university and I and a bunch of other people. There was like five bedrooms in this house and every girl in the house had a boyfriend and every boy in the house had girlfriends. I was sitting in the living room, which it was not very open because it's an older house, but it open enough that you could see the stairs going up, which didn't have any railings or anything. It was just like a, a center, like a... a just Living where quarters. It, no it just where it's stable like the stairs just you could open they were open you could just see like right through them right oh to the right stairs. yes so it wasn't like there was a wall like blocking it off or anything and i could see halfway up the stairs basically sitting on the couch and i swear on my life i saw a man in like a trench coat which at the time i was dating a guy who wore like a duster or a trench coat quite frequently Mm -hmm. and a black hat all the time and i absolutely 100 thought one of my roommates had come home Mm -hmm. and didn't really think of it because it was just me in the house at the time doing my homework on the thing and actually my boyfriend was sitting right beside me and i'm doing my homework and we had our laptop up and we were watching you know youtube or whatever in the background and i swear on my life i thought that a roommate had come home and then I was like, did you see that or did you hear that? And it wasn't quite clear. And so, of course, I, being myself, get up and search my entire house. I didn't live in the best neighborhood in the world, so it could have been a lot of things. But I locked the door behind me back then, too. So needless to say, I searched the entire house and couldn't locate anybody. And there used to be, it was two sets of stairs. There was a set of stairs going up at the front and a set of stairs coming down into the into the kitchen at the back of the house. So you could walk up the stairs, walk through the hallway, and walk down the... We always called them slave stairs, but they're not technically slave stairs. No, that's actually... But there wouldn't have been slaves at the time the house was built. So it was probably just like for, you know... Yeah. 
hired hands, like one maid or one. I know exactly because I tiny little steps, not as they weren't as nice as the steps at the front of the house. They were tiny little in the tiny little darkest hallway ever. Like two feet wide. They were so small. Yeah. And it was so tiny and encroaching. Mm -hmm. But I went all the way upstairs, checked through everything that was unlocked because everybody locked their bedrooms all the time. Uh, Checked through everything that was unlocked. Couldn't find anything. Nobody there. And that's my story. Did you hear any footsteps? It sounded like somebody came in the door and walked up the stairs. Mm -hmm. And And I could see them. I saw a black, black shape, all dark clothes with like a trench coat and a top hat. So hence why when I saw saw the story, I immediately thought of that same story you just told. Isn't that neat? You're not the only one. Yeah, but it's so far away. Like Kingston is like eight eight or ten hours away. Well, probably not that long. Six and a half. People go up and downstairs all the time, even ghosts. Yeah, even ghosts. They need to work out. Yeah, exactly. Got to burn off that extra fat from those ghost donuts. There are other few stories regarding similar situations. In one case, two female students actually were asleep, uh, felt uneasy in one of the apartments, again, nearby the park. And one of their stories they recalled was that they felt or they had a dream that um, a dark figure was choking them. They woke up from this nightmare and got back together or reconvened Mm -hmm. and described what they had in the dream. And both of them had the same dream that night. That's crazy. Isn't it? Um, It was also featured in Creepy Canada. And I don't tried looking into more into this. And the name that they gave, I was trying to maybe Google search it or Facebook. Maybe I could get more information and I can't find anything more with them obviously they're students they probably moved away mm-hmm. as well they should do you think you want to stay in a house that you know you just got strangled by you've been ghost strangled in yeah yeah I, no i wouldn't another uh, creepy canada story that was told was um, a mother hearing voices out of their um was a baby monitor mm-hmm. and when she heard voices coming from the baby mo- she immediately ran up the stairs and as she got to the stair, the doorway, the door door slammed shut in front of her face. <laughs> and so she shoulder, th- sh- uh, shoulder shrugged it, tried to get in. Mm-hmm. And eventually it broke through. She broke through and no one was in their room. Mm-hmm. She couldn't. There was nothing, no open windows to like when to push it shut. Yeah. She just felt it odd. I know quite frequently with baby monitors, they pick up radio stations and but it's not clear enough to say that it's actually a radio station or like talk radio from local sources, um, or other baby monitors, because they're all on the same uh, like wavelengths. Mm-hmm. So because a lot of them are on very similar wavelengths, especially back in the day, you'd pick up somebody else's baby monitor and you'd be able to hear them having affairs and stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Now you know. And knowing's half the battle. So I told you a few stories that happened in the surrounding areas and homes. Not the park itself. Around. Now here's about the park. Perfect. Yes. Um, a lot of these reports do mention the time being in the evening and nighttime. Hmm. Reports of having a thick fog roll in unexplainably. Just a thick fog. A thick fog. Mm. Just only in the park. Only in the park? Nope. Hmm. Okay. Reports of a male in military uniforms walking across the park yeah but there's military bases down there it was yeah 
there is now but also remember i told you back in the uh, kingston penitentiary that um i want to do it and what normally is so ghosts would do relive part of their lives yep that's what some were saying that these militaries it's just uh yeah they're reliving yeah their lives there's a name for that i can't recall right now people have uh taken photos with strange orbs floating in the picture but that one i can kind of understand why because there are street lamps mm-hmm. that are running through the park like mm. along to light the pathway that i can find explanatory i i haven't seen any pictures i actually did look for the pictures i couldn't find any really yeah and there are specific sites and it's another fact that i want to bring up to is that um people are recommended and encouraged to take pictures of of McBurney Park and to get any sort of um odd out of place things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Now, my favorite 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 story that I read about was about a um a gentleman, I th- they give his name is Joe on Reddit, but could be anyone. Right? Okay. And Joe was given directions by his friend to meet him at his house that who lived nearby. Okay. Near so, Skeleton Park. Yes. McBurney Park. So one of the instructions was to go through the park. And when he was going and he meeting going through the park, he noticed a lot of tombstones. Okay. Full tombstones. In like, the park. In the park. That don't. They they've don't, been moved for a hundred years. moved or in buried in the ground. Okay. So full apparitional tombstones. Hmm. And so he thought he was completely lost because the directions didn't mention anything about <laughs> a, a cemetery. cemetery. <laughs> That's funny. When Joe confronted his buddy and about the directions, his friend replied, there's no tombstones in that or cemeteries nearby. Joe lost his is cool. Yeah. He later on the next morning went through the park again. Yeah. It's the same things. And no tombstones were been found. <laughs> so ghost tombstones. That is cool. Yeah. And others have witnessed the same effect. That's, you know, what's funny is I'd be like, ooh, rubbing time. And then you can't do rubbings because they're ghostly. I'd be I'd so be, frustrated. Apparently there, um, I want to get to that too, because now it's paranormal investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the investigations I saw on YouTube of course, it's on YouTube. Everything's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So with a nickname like Skeleton Park, you're obviously going to certainly have investigation teams, psychic mediums, and just like paranormal enthusiasts with toys going to attempt to stay overnight at the park, right? Of course. Of course. Uh, is it illegal to stay overnight at the park? Most park bylaws... Well, what do you mean like you're going to stay overnight? Of course, you're going to stay overnight. People like... Most park bylaws don't allow for that. So if you're going to do something like that, be aware. How are they going to know? You're going to be just walking through and doing an investigation. I guess the, the park is so infamous with this that pe- people know what you're going to try to do. You're kind of trying to contact the, the dead. Yeah. If okay. you're if you're a bylaw officer and you're really going to enforce it. Bylaw officers only usually work during the day. With over 10,000 recorded bodies, of course, you're going to get a couple ghosts making an encounter. Or making an attempt to contact, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's different uh, videos on YouTube. Any any EV any EVPs? They do full and full on investigation, and 
I remember, I think what well, was one of the cameramen goes, I'm ready and up for it to kind of like debunk a lot of these things. Yeah. It's a worth a watch. It's on YouTube. There have been a lot of paranormal investigations. Nothing like uh, TV wise okay. worth. It's just, just enthusiasts like you and I going really? out and doing it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's some parent. Um, the counters. Now some more fun facts because okay. I know you like fun facts, and I want to leave this episode on on a more positive note, right? Then ten thousand bodies that may or may not still be there. Yeah. Okay. The un un unnamed bodies that are there, yeah, because records are kind of scratchy, at least, right? If not, if at burned, all, burn gone, yeah. So, did you know that despite having a creepy history, random human bones and tombstones that rise from the ground, despite all this, the city of Kingston embraces the park as an important part of the city and every june maybe not this year (laughs) they hold an annual festival called the skeleton park art festival really yes that's the kind of people that i would expect showing up to skeleton park four day it's a four-day event that showcases music art and include local and international bands and artists it is very cool i actually do also, the tragically hip did attend one of the one of the festival days. Is that where they got their song? Um, no, I oh, think okay. they probably did it because they knew the history of the park. Yeah. Another fun fact. Okay. There is also a brewery company in Kingston that uses the name Skeleton Park. They have two loggers. Um, I asked my friend who is actually an avid beer drinker. He hasn't responded back, but I. T- I assume he probably has. And when he finally gets a hold of me, I will reply in the upcoming episode. So I await his his comment back. Hmm. And if like he hasn't, your, then I to- I'll tell him to go drink it and tell me how, what he thinks. Yeah. Is he in that area? Mm, he's in Ontario. Oh, okay. And it apparently is uh, available at the LCBO. Huh. Yep. Which for anybody who doesn't live in Ontario... That is the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Yes. So we all call it the Lickbo, but then mm-hmm. you go to every other province and every other province has their own because here in Manitoba, it's the L, but I don't even know what it is. Okay. I don't know. They have a bunch of letters. The Manitoba Lickbo is not a Lickbo because there's no O in Lickbo in Manitoba. It's Lickbo. My last piece of cool, yeah, my last <laughs> cool piece of uh, fact, and it's something that you would be interested in, mm-hmm. there is also known geocaching sites on the park. Ah, sweet. Wouldn't that be? Until you try to dig to find one and get a bone instead. Yeah, well, that's if, still if a that's still public, a, that's still a treasure, though. If a member of the public um, digs and finds human remains, it's illegal to retain them, so don't. Well, then you would have to call the city. Then they do an archaeological dig, and yeah, that's correct. It's illegal. Whatever to unearthed them. remnants happen, even probably even tombstones. Because remember, it was buried shallow. Yeah. It was shallowly built, uh, buried. Uh, you'd think that over time, it becomes less shallow. That's usually how dirt works. Just yeah. don't go digging. Yeah. So, given the nickname of Skeleton Park, McBurney, um, McBurney Park is a very pleasant place to bring the family. However, nightfall, the park comes in alive. 
in a way. <laughs> that was my last. That was my last joke. Yeah, I'm done. All right. And that's my that's my episode on McBurney Park, also known as Skeleton Park, huh. in Kingston, Ontario. Yes. Very good. I wanted also to include the Rockwood uh, Insane Asylum that mm-hmm. I also talked about. Mm-hmm. Now, when doing more research with it, it said that it was supposed to be haunted. Now, trying looking it up, I couldn't find any sources that it's close by. Though <laughs> it is close by, it also it is also gated. Oh, okay, you cannot get into it. But I did see on the a building website, shut down. The building is completely shut down. Okay. But I want to I want to kind of mention it because I did find it. It did rem, remind me of the Nanette Sanatorium. The paint peeling off, very broke like broken glass. It's disheveled, disarray. Okay. It looks Clearly cold, unused. and I can understand why they people might think it may be haunted, and especially since the tragic history of the insane asylum was from prisoners from Kingston Penitentiary that were insane mm-hmm. would be brought in there. So I can kind of understand this. Now, I couldn't find any concrete ev- evidence that it was haunted. Mm-hmm. There was nothing mentioned, but I can understand why people would assume that it could be haunted. If you do have any stories with that, I, I hope you, you have not gone into it because it is illegal, to go, illegal to go into it. It's trespassing kids. The the one, like I said, the one website that I saw with pictures all over yeah, he he said that he described that he felt that uh, he was being watched, but I mean, if he's if you're alone, doing something wrong, your yeah. guilty conscience is going to watch you too. And when he left the building, he could notice the security guards ready for him. He actually, from the website, he said he got away, but mm. do not go into it. Yeah, and sounds uh, illegal, kids. Don't do that. Don't do that. So that's. So I thought Skeleton Park was a, a far better story mm-hmm. to tell. Yeah, a spot in the public area. Mm-hmm. So cool facts. Just you, got, you can go eat lunch with the dead. Yeah, absolutely. There's picnic tables there. Yeah. Yeah, just pull, pull up a seat. That's awesome. Yep. And I think that will do it. Very Unless cool. you have anything else to add? No, that was awesome. Sounds like a cool place to visit. I hate driving in or around... The area of Kingston, the population there is super high, so it kind of sucks driving there, but at some point, we'll probably be around that area. Yeah, so if you've ever been to Skeleton Park in Kingston, I wouldn't mind hearing about it. You can get us at our email or our Twitter. If you type in Norwestern Whispers, usually we come up. Mm-hmm. Feel free to... Drop us a line. Yeah. They don't make our podcast, they make our podcast better. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Norwestern Whispers. And always remember to listen to those little whispers in your ear. Good night.